This is Calgary Today with Angela Cocott on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. The games have begun in Rio de Janeiro, and as you watch the Olympics over the next couple of weeks, it will be obvious that the athletes have trained their body. But what about the mind and how important that is in reaching their goals? Dr. Dave Paskovich is Associate Professor in the University of Calgary's Faculty of Kinesiology. He joins us today. Hello, Dr. Paskovich. Hello. You've got to love the Olympics. Yeah, the great thing about the Olympics is really it's that culmination of four years worth of work for many athletes, you know, 20, 30, 40 seconds worth of of opportunity to, to show what they've done. I think as a spectator, we see the physical side and whether or not they cross the finish line first or get the highest score from the judges. But there is a whole other side that we don't really recognize the importance of that. Talk about training the mind and how that really plays into the success of an athlete as well. So certainly, I mean, we you know, you've, you've mentioned the physical and then we obviously have coaches who do the technical tactical but there's also the mental skills and emotional management piece that comes in and really it relates to the athlete's thoughts and feelings and and how they manage those and we think that if you can't manage your thoughts and feelings well or on demand it becomes very uh, challenging to manage your physiology and your performance so what we try and do is, I'll say, assess athletes, uh, create uh, tools for athletes, and, and give them skills so when it matters most, they can be their best. When did we really start looking at more the, the mind, the power of the mind, and how it plays into the performance of an athlete? Because we've heard this talk talked about in the past. Yeah, I mean, historically, we go back to, to Soviet bloc countries in East Germany, and I think that they, they placed a premium on both the physical and the mental. For, I'll say, North American, it's probably, you know, mid-1980s where we started to see sports psychologists being accredited or being part of integrated support teams uh, for for Canadian and, and U.S. Olympic athletes. And I just think it's the build is we obviously spend so much time or athletes spend so much time preparing physically, technically and tactically that often, again, when that moment of truth comes, uh, if if I can't really uh, manage uh, what I'm thinking or what I'm feeling, if I have any doubt, if there's tension there, it can impact negatively on my performance. So I think that there's been, you know, I'll say some recognition that, that it's important. I'm not sure that we're still there in terms of, of, I'll say, even playing field with some of the other disciplines, but we're getting there. The mind is almost their biggest competition. I mean, the mind can really do in an athlete, can't it? Well, when you get to the games, if you look at, you know, just physically the spectators, if you look at swimming or, or marathon running, I mean, they seems so homogeneous in terms of their physiology. I mean, and so really the physiology of their strength isn't going to change much from day to day. The max VO2 isn't going to change much from day to day. Their 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 power output isn't going to change much day to day unless they're sick or injured. The the thing that is really kind of unstable is are things like confidence. Um so when I get to the line can I, can I you know have the the thoughts that are going to allow me to perform at my best or again do I look around and and start to say well geez maybe I didn't sleep that well and and maybe I'm not feeling my best right now and and we want the athlete to know that they can perform well, not to hope that they can perform well. So in your research, what did you do with athletes as far as really strengthening that mind and helping them get through that? So one of the things we initially want to do is we want to look at, at what causes stress to athletes. 
what we know is what we call the very much idiosyncratic differences. So each athlete might experience the same situation very differently. And so once we identify what stressors uh, the athletes are responding to, then we want to look and see how they're coping. And we often think that coping is, is effective. If we, if we say an athlete's coping with a problem, uh, the assumption is that, it, that, that it's going to help them deal with it effectively. But it's not always the case. They might, an athlete might be very anxious and nervous and use humor and, and distract them from some key words or terminology or some communication that they wanted from their coach. So we look at one first layer of stressors. The second is coping effectiveness, is what they're doing, dealing effectively with the problem. And if it's not, then we want to obviously uh, develop tools with that athlete so they can use different tools in different situations. And I'm glad you mentioned that because just like a training program, it's going to be patterned for that athlete, for that sport. So it's got to be the same then when it comes to helping the mind through this competition as well. Absolutely. It, it is incredibly individual. And, and all, again, although the skills and, and the tools that we use might be very similar across athletes, how it's taught to each athlete, how, we, how each athlete responds to, whether they like a particular tool or not, is really dependent on, on him or her. And, and again, the sport itself plays a major role. If you're looking at a hundred meter dash, it's it's over in less than ten seconds. If you're looking at something in a marathon, it could be two hours and fifteen twenty minutes that you're having to manage your thoughts and feelings. So, really, you know, we try and marry the individual differences with the sport that that athlete's in, and provide them an opportunity to perform optimally. Dave, you mentioned humor. Can you give me another tool that maybe an athlete would use just so when we watch the games, we might think, hey, that maybe that athlete's using that particular tour to get, tool to get them through it? Uh, so, something simple as, as, as music can be a distractor. You'll probably see you know, Usain Bolt or Michael Phelps um, with their, their I, uh, I, I want to say iPods on, uh, listening to music, and, the, and, and that could serve two purposes. One is it could distract their thoughts from, from maybe any negative things, but it also could uh, be motivational to, in determining the type of music they're listening to. So some could energize, some could relax from that. Uh, again, you could see coaches talking with athletes, giving them some important uh, focal cues to, to talk on. Um, others could be spirituality, where you'll see some athletes might be a quiet moment of reflection if, if they're a very spiritual athlete. So you can look for those before athletes go compete and, and see how may, they might be coping with the stresses that they're feeling. Very interesting. Dave, thanks so much for this. You're more than welcome. Dr. Dave Paskovich, Associate Professor in the University of Calgary's Faculty of Kinesiology. Calgary Today with Angela Cocott, weekdays at 3 on News Talk 770 Calgary.